0: In this episode, we welcome our guest, Austin Eatman. Austin's going to regale us with some songs, talk to us about writing music, his exposure to the local music scene, and the importance of putting yourself out there. So sit back, sip your poison, and enjoy the ride. I'm Caelan Capson, and these are the Pagan Play Sessions.
1: Probably it's, it's, it's ability to connect things that previously you've never had, like connect people or they say it's like the universal language music. It's like everyone can hear a song and regardless of, you know, who made it or where it came from. Now you're connected to every other person who's heard that song. But I do love that it's ability to bring everything together and connect people, places, thoughts, words, everything in just three minutes, you know, three, four minutes. Yeah, is all you need, and suddenly you're known for years, or like decades down the road, your song's still being listened to, or the music is still there, or the backbone, and it will always have a rich history, I think, as well. Like, I don't know, like I, I try not to think about it in that like such huge, broad sense, I just like it personally, because I think it's, you know, very connective.
0: And not to tie it into the word love, but it's <laughs> one of
1: those things you can't really define, you know, it's... It's just already <laughs> built into you to yeah. want music, or like, to try to listen to music, so when you hear it in any sense you already know like how you feel about it right off the bat which again is another thing that I think is crazy about it
0: tell
2: us we've got nothing to live for and see how many line up at your door tell us we've no reason to die but have no when we ask why An uncertain future makes me still And certain people keep draining my will Exactly what are you here to teach? You'll find my mind harder to reach So why not send me off to war I care not what I tough, and I may not be mean, but my favorite color's green. It's my test with a sixty-one. They couldn't be too quick to hand me a gun Just go ahead and try to break me down My will is strong and I'll stand my ground make all, but I'm the smartest one here by far. And then they shout commands, I'm soon on my hands and knees, they've lowered the bar. So why not save me but my favorite color is green so why not send everybody off to war? we can't
1: reason that's like when i when i was first starting out it's like people would write it on guitar they they'd write the lyrics and they put a guitar to it and i tried to do that and i was terrible at it whenever i'm writing a song it's it's always like i'm holding the guitar and as i'm like trying to think of words i'm trying to write the melody or like chords to it, it gave me lyrics i don't know if i'd be able to put chords to it i don't know if i have that ability and if someone gave me chords i'd be like i don't know if i would be able to write lyrics to these like they might whenever i write a song they always seem to come at the same point which, which i think is odd i don't hear it much yeah but songwriting eluded me for the longest time and even after i wrote my first song it was like months before i wrote the wrote the next one and it's just trying to think of how it became less about hey how do i write a song and it just became once I wrote the first one, it's I just assumed more would come eventually, you know. It's like I'll just i I'll keep stumbling into songs, I guess, as I go along.
0: I imagine it gets well, you said uh, like you're saying, Bob Dylan <laughs>
1: goes yeah. down. Goes down, writes hundred and fifty songs yeah. in the morning and then yeah. like
0: that's his that's how he starts your, your day. I was like, Ah Although I think he's the exception to the rule. I think he's always oh. been a prolific <laughs> yeah, definitely. poet anyway. But I would think it would get easier and easier and easier, you know, time goes on. When it comes to like
1: having enough influences, like I don't travel much, so a lot of my experience, a lot of my life experiences are the same a lot. And I've only been alive for so long, so I only have so many things to write about. So I have to start, and just recently, It's I have to start going out to try and find things, like things that are happening in the world or something that's affecting me. Because if you're only doing like one thing or like constantly, you can only write about so much. Like, I probably have four or five songs about not wanting to travel anywhere. It's like <laughs> eventually I'm going to have to start <laughs> writing about something else. They're all basically about, hey, you know, things are just as bad. I'll elsewhere, as they are here, it's just you kind of has to not see them so horribly, you know, start to appreciate where you're at. And I, I wrote a lot about that because that's something close to my heart because I fear of travel or going anywhere. So, so I'm trying to come up with more like ideas and I get lucky sometimes like I'll go a few months and then something will happen, I'll be like, yes. Sometimes you can see a song. It's like when something happens, you're like, there's a song here, there has to be a song here because <laughs> it's something new, it's something fresh and you don't get that every day. If you're doing the same thing all the time, so I try to take every opportunity or chance. You know, like even being here on this on the podcast was like, mm. say yes, Just go out and do it because <laughs> you don't know what will happen, you don't know what it will lead to, and you yeah, don't there's... know, especially if you'll get a song out of it later on. You said earlier you've got about 35 yeah, thir-
0: songs sitting there. Yeah, are...
1: 35 was the general number we landed on. Like writing music, like I was saying earlier, I never thought I was gonna be a writer of music or even a player of music when I started playing. It was because everyone else in my family knew how to play. Like guitar, singing, it was, it was commonplace. You'd go to one of our family gatherings, everyone would be able to pick up a guitar, and I was the odd one out. No one expected me to pick up a guitar. No one expected me to play anything. And then my dad got me the Seagull from a pawn shop when I was 14, and I put it down, and I, I never really played it. I didn't pick it up. And then I'd play, I'd play a little bit with it, and then that kind of grew. Like I'd come back to it. I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit better And then I played once for my family, and they really enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, that's neat. And then I got to playing my first open mic when I turned 19 because I'd been signed up without my knowledge. (laughs) And then I found out that there was no sign-up process. They were just like, we signed you up. You have to go up now. I was was like, no, no. The con. It turns out there was no list at all. (laughs) I didn't have to go up. And I went up and I played some songs, and that was my first experience playing publicly to people I didn't know. And then I got to playing the Sunday nights down at Pepper's, which was a complete fluke. You know, I always say it's, it's like something that shouldn't have happened at all because I had only learned this many songs. I wasn't, I have no stage presence at the time. And they, they gave that slot to me. At first, I wanted it to be an open mic, but they're like, ah, how about you just play? And I was like, ah, you're putting a lot of faith in me, but all right. <laughs> so it, that kind of forced me to step up to the plate to like learn more songs and then... After doing that for a few months, I decided I should probably try to write a song because I want to add something to something I love, like music. I enjoy music, so why not try to put more good music out there as much as I can? Because at first, I found cover songs fantastic because my friends who'd ne- never heard these songs before heard it through me now. And they'd be like, oh, I really love that song. Like, where did you get that from? And I'd be like, oh, it's these guys. And they, Because there's no really way, like if you turn on the radio you turn on TV, all the like really good songs have kind of been pushed back to the back burner and you just keep hearing the same thing over and over again so i became like a personal radio of good music so like just i'd learn a good song i'd play it in the hopes that you know someone would hear it and be like oh i've never heard that song before so i said why not just do that with original songs why not try to make something as good as all these ones that i'm already playing and that's kind of how i started like the writing process like i should try to do something if i want to be a part of this and then the recordings that we did then I, like you I said we had like 30 songs now we're like 35 songs the recording came about the same way it was like you know what I I can only make it so far myself like personally like the only way you can hear my music is if you are in front of me and I'm playing it I was like so why not get something concrete or something like once it's out there it's out there you know, like someone can find a lost tape as long as there's a tape of it hmm. it's, it's able to be found now or able to be listened to and when I as I was growing with music one of the longest holding beliefs that I had was if one person can pick up, you know, like a track or a CD or a tape or something of mine and be inspired to make music, then I've done my job as, as a musician or whatever. Yeah. Especially no, that, with, the, in, with the internet. It's like once you throw anything on there, it's there forever. Yeah. So absolutely. <laughs> like 20 years down the road, someone could find a YouTube video of mine and be like, hey, that's great. I like this. Yeah. Or I could be, and I could be long dead by then, but it still had that impact. And with recording... we do it out of my brother's living room or we do all the recordings there it's not like studio quality production but I always say I'm like you know what if Lead Belly can be recorded on like an old microphone set the guy would bring it into prison and they record it right there and then he can have such an impact and I I think it's no longer become an issue I feel like it's not going to be perfect or you know overproduced or it's not going to be shiny to a point it's like if it's good the quality will shine through regardless of how it was recorded or picked up
0: I think the uh, the YouTube culture is kind of helping
1: that along. Definitely. I uh, think so as well. Because
0: people can now, you can buy a, a cheap mixer or, you know, and as long as you have a laptop. It doesn't matter how expensive or cheap your microphone is. The only difference is you got to put it closer to your guitar <laughs> yeah. or whatever, right? You're like, You just find a way to make it work. Yeah, exactly. And it's so easy to do now that it's become much more accessible. Yeah. And I think that's part of why people are starting to appreciate that gritty sound a little bit more because that's what's accessible and that's what they can do themselves. breaks down that production quality. You don't have to send stuff off to be produced now before you put it out. You can do it all yourself. Yeah, it's like
1: when you used to hear someone like on the radio or in like a video, it's because they made it. If you heard it worldwide, it's because they had to work real hard to do it. And now it's easier. We can all like pick and choose what we like to hear because it's so easily accessible. Like anyone now can do. Oh, yeah. If they try hard enough, they can just... Someone without like a huge company deal just won a Grammy recently. Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember reading that. And I was like, that's huge just for music alone. He was signed to No Contracts. He made it with a SoundCloud count and that's how he produced his whole music, promoted it, and recently won an award. And I was like, that's awesome. That's great. That's what you should be doing. That is awesome. If anything, that's encouraging.
0: Mm, incredibly, yeah. And it should be because as much crap as you're going to get because so many people are putting out things, mm-hmm. that means there's that many more diamonds out there. More albums that I find lately that are blowing my mind. Than in a long time yeah and it's just because i'm randomly discovering these not signed people on youtube or something that they're like oh shit that song is great <laughs> and then you look it up the only thing they have is their soundcloud yeah. account and stuff <laughs> and i was like that's that's awesome yeah. yes i'll drop five bucks <laughs> and i'll download their album you know go straight to them too and yeah you be exactly happy about there's it. no middleman for them i mean maybe they don't make as much money that way but maybe in the long run they do mm. i don't know but at least their music's getting out there and it's a little more accessible
1: that's a lot of things too is like there still is always has been a cloud of like pretension when it comes to music you know it's like it's about the money or like a, but everyone i've ever bumped into is just like hey, if you're getting into music you're not doing it for the money because like the music industry has just kind of gone downhill as far as like profit is yeah so it really has to become like a soul thing like something you want to do because you have to do it this is yeah. what i always kind of said like i want to play music it's the one thing i know how to do i don't care about you know what i'm being paid for it a lot of the time a lot i just sometimes I'll just accept a position to play music like hey you want to play I'm like yeah and then later on the details will come out of like all right what am I getting paid or like, it's like I'm gonna do it anyway the only difference is I would be playing alone in my bedroom or I'll be, <laughs> be playing like in front of people here so it's, why not just take every opportunity and gig you can get but a lot of bands just you know it, it does become that and I think probably I haven't been in it very long so when you start to gain more experience in it you probably sort of have the idea that you are worth this much now at least like as a standard so it becomes a little bit of a, a give and take on, you know, what you're worth as to what you're willing to pay or play for. And then it also becomes another thing. It's no longer something you do for fun. Now it becomes a profession. It's something you're doing because you have to do it. And I can respect the, like those people. Like, this is our living. We need to be paid a certain amount for it. But when it comes to me, it's like, I, I'm doing this because I, I have to or I, I love to do it and not because I'm sustaining myself on it. So it's a bit easier of a position for me to say, oh, don't do it for the money. But when it's your actual livelihood, yeah. I can get it. I can understand
2: I went looking for tragedies. I found a suntan man drowning in the sea. Met a love starved woman in torrential rains. 300,000 miles crying out in vain. Oh, hell. All is well. All is right.
0: Searchlight. So this is your second year doing it? You said last year you sort
1: of... Last year was my first year hearing about it and I suppose I was just starting to play too so yeah this is my second year in it. I was disillusioned at first with competitions and like throwing you know your lot into a hat and like it seemed disingenuous like because everyone's kind of clumping all their stuff together and then you know you have a panel or you have judges and that's the thing to me music judges make me laugh a little bit because it's kind of like sure they have this position and they understand what they're talking about but at the same time if you judge your entire work based on what a small amount of people think about it then that can cripple you musically especially I think with a lot of artists it hurts just to have you know one or two people that are really high up somewhere put your stuff down aside from having like a, a more of like a popular vote so I was throwing my hat into this lot though it's something yeah it's just another thing it's like throw put it out there because it's just another way to get something out there you know because why not do it and I used to be I went to st. John Idol like the first two times and the first time I made it I thought it was like the 15th place or something and then the second time I never made it past the like the auditions Like they were like no you're not gonna <laughs> make it and I was like ah oh, and I was wounded by that but I in hindsight I'm like you know I don't know why why take the opinion of a small amount of you just because they didn't like this one aspect of a very small part of what your performance was and in all honesty to be fair I, I wasn't that good you know I didn't I didn't put my best foot forward because I was still learning and I hadn't been in front of an audience so an audience is one of the things that you know spook me a lot of the times like the crowd interaction that's why in my band I offload that all on to Mike because he knows what he's doing he knows how to deal with people and he's it's easy for him. It comes a little bit harder for me to, to try to do that. So, this comes the thing with the searchlight. People, I know people are gonna listen to the song, more people are gonna hear the song, and it's gonna be judged now. But I also I have enough confidence in it to be like, whatever they say about it, I will know how to take it. If I think if you take every insult on your music as just an insult on as its baseline and not constructive criticism, then that becomes a bit of a problem. But I, I try to take it as, okay, so this is what I need to fix, or you know, maybe they just didn't like this because they don't like that kind of music, that's kind of taking criticism optimistically a lot to hope that it grows your music and helps to make you a better musician than to disregard it. Like,
0: I, I think that probably cripples a lot of people, to be honest, is that not taking that criticism well or as well as could be.
1: Well, it can be too, and that they always say that, like playing music is like incredible, incredible highs when you are playing it. It's like the best thing in the world, and that's why a lot of musicians turn to drugs and then it ends up messing with them down the road It's because you try to maintain how you feel when you're on the stage? Because it's like incredible highs, and then once it's all over, like the second it's done, incredible lows. You're yeah, like it's all all the adrenaline's flushing out of you. Yeah. So then when you hear even one person is like, "Oh, that wasn't great," and you're already at that low point because you just finished playing, it's like that's another shot to the gut that you can take. Like I said to myself, I'm new to the whole music game, but some of the the downfalls I see of a lot of people who play is number one, just be be nice to people you meet. You know, like That's gotta be the number one thing, like just don't be a dick to everyone all the time. Like if you're playing at a place, be considerate of everything around you and like, make good friends, because I built my entire playing so far on just word of mouth and being nice. Like you'll get shows and you'll get people to listen, civility really i think that's the biggest thing that's missing a lot from a lot of bands just be civil make you make connections by being friendly and like actually enjoying yourself and not being just overly pretentious about it because you make connections and you won't stifle them if you do that and i think that's what's most important like i keep getting you know shows and gigs just because i can play but at the same time they know i'm not going to go there and smash a bottle on the ground or punch a hole in the wall or like mouth off to all the customers (laughs) even though sometimes that's if it's like part of your thing and people realize that it's fine but yeah i'd say that's that would be my biggest piece of advice just be civil and be be nice to the people you meet when you're trying to do something because you it's it it is you're trying to give it like sell something trying to get yourself out there so probably try to put your best foot forward when it comes to that yeah other than that they're all on their own I don't, i have no idea this has all been fantastic so far Sweet. well thanks for coming on thank you very much well thank You've you it's awesome I
2: know these corners and I know these streets the sounds of the people the sights they can see the eyes of a stranger are unknown to me I'm stuck in a time that I want it to be you're saving Me saying goodbye Then I know this truth And I know it's a lie Believing in this Will be letting you go A gift that is given to steal Watch me decide how I think we should feel The Lord's in the attic, he can't break the seal Edges are fitted, the edges are burnt If this is a man, then I swear he's been cursed My call is an echo to all the lost souls Farewell will be hollow too late For hello Hello Glad to see